Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. And today's broadcast will be a recap of our 2022 annual men's retreat down to Ocracoke Island, North Carolina. It was actually our 26th annual retreat, uh, but we had missed the last two years due to COVID. And this year, our topic was lead on. And uh, first, you'll hear from our lead pastor, Pastor Adrian Mills, who shares about why we chose the topic lead on and Then you'll hear from Clayton Justice, uh, one of the men of our church who spoke in session one on the topic of obedience from a leadership standpoint. In session two, you'll hear Pastor Jared Link, our campus pastor of our East Rock campus, and he spoke on the topic of humility as far as being a humble leader. And then you'll hear from Pastor Billy Logan, our pastor of discipleship, who preached in our third and final session on courage and what it means to have courage as a leader. I believe that today's broadcast will be a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Also, if you would like to hear any of these sessions from our men's retreat, you can visit our website, cotnaz.org men, and scroll to the bottom of the page to find them. This year's topic for our men's retreat um, for our church, Harrisonburg Church of the Nazarene, was lead on, and the three uh, words that we focused on were obedience, humility, and courage, and I'm here with lead pastor of Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg, Adrian Mills. Uh, Pastor Adrian, uh, why the topic of lead on and these three words in particular? Yeah, we um, just began praying, uh, me and a couple of the leaders, about what it means to um, encourage our men. We feel like this has been a season where plenty of discouraging things. So we wanted to bring encouragement, inspiration. And for me, I just always have that picture of leadership. I really think uh, that's a word that scares some people. I'm not a leader. I'm not, you know, but um, I think to be a man following after God is to to realize that that you are a leader, that, that God's given you. And whether that's in your job, your family, in your church, in your community, that there's no there's no room for being passive. There's no room for sitting back, uh, especially now, especially in the days in which we're living, um, that we need to be engaged and uh, challenged in leadership. And so the three topics, there's a lot you can say about leadership. We really felt like this year uh, the retreat was leading into Holy Week. Uh, so we really felt like we wanted to picture one specific story. So we were focused on the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus's posture. Um, Jesus, of course, is the ultimate leader. Um, and so we kind of stepped back to say, what are the elements in this story? Uh, what are the snapshots of Jesus in the garden? And yeah, we came back to those three topics, uh, the, the topic of his first obedience and then his humility. But of course, that's a that's the ultimate picture of courage, of him praying in the garden, knowing what was coming, and choosing to, to trust God and obey. So, 
Well, Pastor Adrian, I thank you and appreciate uh, you sharing about that and uh, also uh, for your leadership in the men's retreat. And I know it was great to get back down there, especially after missing the last two years. And uh, I know uh, we had focused on leadership in the past there, so it was good to build on that. And it really encouraged the men, I believe. Yeah, I think all generations that were there really could engage in that topic. I think um, all of us can. doesn't mean to be a guy. You know, I think all... All of us are a place in life where if we'll open our eyes, we'll allow the Lord to open our eyes, we can see we're called to lead. We're called to engage. We're called to serve and to love and to not sit back and to not be passive and not think, well, I hope someone else uh, ministers. I hope someone else does that. Um, now's the time. And so um, it was a really encouraging time and an important time uh, for our men. And like you said, all generations, you know, we had fifth grade all the way up to guys in their late 70s on this retreat and uh, it doesn't matter what age you are we can all lead and influence those around us as men Uh, thank you appreciate it pastor adrian god bless so this year on our 2022 annual men's retreat down to ocracoke island north carolina the topic was lead on and in session one the specific topic was obedience and what it meant to be obedient as far as being a leader and uh, Clayton Justice, who's with me here today, was the one who delivered the message and shared God's word about obedience and what it looks like to be an obedient leader and what it means to be obedient as far as leadership. So Clayton, just share some of the thoughts that you shared with us uh, during that first session of our men's retreat. Uh, yeah, it was a, a topic that um, I think all men and even women and all uh, Christians need to hear in a time like today um, of obedience. And really the definition of it, if you find it in the dictionary, is an act or instance of obeying basically now. And uh, the Lord's really been speaking to me uh, on that of acting now. And and I think through the church uh, that I've been a part of, the Nazarene Church, of course, is that uh, praying has always been uh, a thing that I, I take to heart and uh, but I've really found through this church and, and through for God I just pray for people right then and there and that's obeying the Lord because I, I feel like the Lord has put people on my heart and when I call them or when I pray for them now they're kind of uh, amazed and their hearts are changed by that I, I'll give you a story of uh, of just kind of this very nature of a I was taking my dog out for a walk and the Lord just had me call this person and I'm like Lord I don't talk to this person very often um, I called and I just said hey uh, Lord just had me and it was uh, placed you on my heart I wanted to call you and she just broke down in tears and uh, she said I wanted you to know um, that what this phone call means to me and that I'm going to church today and I wanted to call you and tell you about the story but just didn't know how to do that and, and we talked and uh, it's a longer story that I'll, I'll share with you but it was just of the Lord placed that person on my heart and I think as Christians sometimes um, and as people of God we hear that small voice and we sometimes say well what's that all about and we we forget about it but the Lord is calling us in a t- situation of, hey, I'm placing this person in your heart for a reason. Uh, give them a call, obey what you have to do, pray for them, whatever you do. And it's amazing on the other end of that, uh, 
um, what to do. And um, and I kind of share that at men's retreat with uh, Peter, James, and John when, when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, let's go. My betrayer is here. It wasn't like, okay, get your belongings together. Uh, go see what you need to do. Get your shaving cream kit together. It was an active instance of obeying right then and there. And I, I then went on to share later on how Peter, James, and John, uh, later on, after Jesus' crucifixion, they took it to another level in the book of Acts. And so, A couple of the things that stuck out to me, Clayton, as you were sharing was, uh, first of all, obedience, it can be big things, but it can also be small things, like yeah. if the Lord brings somebody to mind to text them, let them know we're praying yeah. for them, just yeah. encourage them. And also the picture that you gave uh, when you talked about the disciples with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane about how it was an immediate thing that they needed to do. It wasn't something that they could wallow or think about. Certainly, God wants us to search Him and seek Him when we feel Him speaking to us, but He calls us to immediate action. Yes, and I, and I truly believe that is that it's not a delayed response. It's, it's an action that we need to take. And I think sometimes what we tend to do as people is we try to put it on our human terms. I said what God has called us uh, to do. And I found out the blessings that God has given me by obeying. Uh, And it's just a neat picture to really see that it may seem out of your comfort zone. It may feel like, am I really listening to the right voice? But I'll guarantee you this, if God is speaking into it, uh, he's going to get... He's right. going to get the glory and the credit for him. Um, but I think the other thing about that is, is that sometimes, uh, and, and I even shared it in Hebrews 5, 8, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience through suffering. Right. And, and my thing of that always is, is that during the tough parts, uh, we got to obey God, even if it doesn't in a sense of it is like, I'm doing this for my savior. And I kind of shared this at the ministry retreat that, a lot of times I told you about, I like working out. Right. And a lot of times on the treadmill, it's a part of suffering. Right. And I think about Jesus on the cross on that very act that he obeyed his heavenly father. He obeyed God and sit there and said, listen, I'm going to the cross and I'm going to take this. Even though he wanted out of it, he chose to listen to it. And even though uh, sometimes I'm on the treadmill, I think of that very sinful. I can get through it a little bit, and it's that pain that we go through, but there is a great reward on the other side of it is, and it's called heaven. And uh, I think we'll be called uh, to that when we, when we get to heaven is, were you obedient to me, Clayton? Right. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, certainly. And in the day and age we live in now, you know, as leaders, you know, there's so much the world is telling us to do other stuff and saying, oh, but we need to listen. We need to be attuned to God's voice and to having guys pour into us that are leaning into God also and can speak into our lives. So, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing on the retreat and uh, thank you for modeling obedience in your life, not just speaking it, but living it. Yeah, yeah. appreciate that, Grace. And, and, and you bring up a very good point, and I'll, I'll end with this, is that a lot of times uh, uh, what you said about listening, um, Jesus even talked about, he says, if you listen to my commands and you follow my ways, you, you built your house on a strong foundation. Through the storms may come, they may come, 
but if you listen to and follow my instruction, your house is built on a strong foundation. And I think that's what people really need to do in storms of life that we're definitely in in time of from 2020, 2021, and now into 2022. We see a lot of issues that are going on, but we want to be faithful in obedience. So thanks for having me on. And it's a pleasure and uh, had a great men's retreat. Yeah, it was a great retreat. And uh, thanks again for sharing, Clayton. And thank you for joining me today and uh, just giving us a great reminder of what it means to be obedient from a Christian perspective and from a leader perspective. Uh, thank you. So uh, during session two of our uh, 26th annual men's retreat, Pastor Jared Link, who's our campus pastor at our East Rock campus in Elkton, uh, spoke, and he spoke on what it meant to be humble as a leader. So Jared, just tell us what the importance kind of, of humility is in a leader. I think to understand the importance of humility, we have to first understand that that's probably not automatically our natural heart posture, that something more akin to pride is the natural bent of the unsanctified or the unpurified human heart. And and pride shows up in so many ways in that pride prefers to do things our way. It prefers our opinions, our authority, what, what we think and what we like. And yeah, even what we prefer to do is our authority and pride, but humility says that, no, Lord, you are my authority. What your word says, what your character and what your heart posture is, Lord, that's the authority. And I must humble myself to what you say and what you speak into my life. And, you know, oftentimes there's something within us that will kind of sigh or have an, oh, brother type reaction to the thought of humility. And I think sometimes we think uh, humility is humiliation, and that's really not what it is. Uh, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And so there's this idea that we're putting God first in all of those areas of our lives. And I I know so many believers can give testimony to things they've had to surrender. I I disagreed with the Lord about many things. And uh, I shared on retreat, you know, I disagreed with the Lord about what kind of music I was going to listen to. I I pervert rock and roll and all these different things. And, you know, it's, Everybody's got to work out their own journey, but for me, I knew the Lord was impressing upon my heart that I needed to be humble and I needed to surrender those things. And it took me a while before I did that, but ultimately, you know, pride said it's not a big deal. Pride said, you know, I I like this. I don't want to listen to K-Love and all that. I give K-Love a hard time, but, you know, pride preferred my own way. And and that was true for me for alcohol and many other things, but humility, the call of leading our lives and leading others in humility is that we surrender our preferences, our wants, our likes to what God says about those things in our hearts and our lives. And, uh, you know, our the text in Matthew with Jesus in the garden was our kind of our theme text for this retreat. And we really see a portrait of humility there in Jesus when he is praying, not my will, but thine be done. You know, he prayed, he asked the Father, Lord, is there another way? And when he heard and when he knew from the Lord that there was no other way, he said, he knew within his heart, humility said, not, not my preference, you know, he wasn't crazy. He wasn't looking to suffer. He was looking to do the Lord's will. And he, when he realized that that suffering, that cup was before him, humility, that posture of face down praying said, not my will, but thine be done. And, you know, you, you could lay that grid, that DNA over so many areas of our lives. And that's really the call of humility. And we can unpack the text in James a little bit of how we get there. You know, what that journey of humility is like about Uh, you know, submitting to the Lord and uh, repentance. I mean, there comes a time in our journey of humility when we just have to stop doing some things. 
you know, and, and that's not about rules and religion. That's, that's about humbling ourselves in relationship with the Lord to say, yes, Lord, you are my authority. So there's going to come a day when you got to stop listening to that music for, you know, whatever that is in your story. Uh, but that, that's leading through humility and, and to ask the Lord to do that work in our heart. Uh, you know, it's, it's by grace. You know, the word says, humble yourselves. Well, man, that means we've got to take some steps. We've got to take some steps towards the Lord, but we know that it's his grace. It's his provenient mm-hmm. grace calling us home that even makes that possible. Uh, but we do have to play a part. We do yeah. have to say yes. And it touches into so many of the other topics that we talked about on retreat of obedience. You know, right. uh, Brother Clayton, you know, obey now. Right. You know, we, we have to obey what the Lord's whispering. If we're holding on to things, we're, we're really placing something between ourselves and the Lord. Right. And that call of surrender, that call to be courageous. And, you know, the world probably says whatever's between you and the Lord is fine. It's not a big deal. God says, no, 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 it's between me and you. Will you surrender it? And so, so many themes of this retreat come together in living that life of holiness, a life of intimacy with the Lord and living uh, in humility is just just another piece of that. It's another facet of that conversation, if you will. Thank you, Pastor Jared. Appreciate uh, your word and uh, your word to the Mental Men's Retreat. Uh, It was a blessing. In session three of our Men's Retreat on the topic of Lead On, Uh, Pastor Billy Logan, our pastor of discipleship at Church of the Nazarene, uh, spoke on courage and what it means to be courageous as far as leadership and leading. So, Pastor Billy, just talk a little bit about uh, that topic of courage in the framework of leadership. Yeah, for sure, Grayson. Yeah, so the final final topic as we looked throughout the retreat at primarily Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, but his whole life. Uh, but really that pivotal moment um, as he's about to go to the cross. We talked about what it looks like to be men with a heart of courage, to lead on um, in our day, uh, in the world we're living in, with a heart of courage. And we defined courage at the beginning as a mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand or face danger, fear, or difficulty. And so it's not the absence of danger or fear or difficulty in our situations, but it's it's, it's having the mental or moral strength, and obviously uh, as men of God, it's uh, with God as our strength to venture and persevere and to, to withstand and face those things, um, even when they're present. We talk about how courage is action-oriented. You know, we can't be courageous just sitting on the sidelines, hoping that somebody else will move forward and will lead and will step up. But God's calling us as men um, to step up. And uh, we had we acknowledged, um, you know, as as men, our natural tendency, and, and as humans, but on the retreat, you know, we acknowledge as men, and I confess that our natural fleshly tendency, apart from God's power residing in us, is towards uh, cowardliness. You know, you see that in the disciples, and um, they were cowardly uh, before they received the Holy Spirit, before Jesus, you know, had had re- resurrected. And then ascended and, and sent the Holy Spirit. They were cowardly, but once they received the power of God and realized um, who it was and what was at work within them, uh, then they became courageous. And so, our natural tendency is towards cowardliness, but we have to take um, every measure to fight against that, no matter what that might look like in our personal uh, lives. And so, um, it takes it takes godly courage uh, to be all in. We said it takes godly courage to be all in all the time uh, for the Lord, to do everything uh, that we can 
to um, combat the lies of the enemy that he'll throw in our path to try to prevent us um, from being courageous. And so, uh, yeah, we looked at some different stories of, of what that looks like in God's word. Uh, we looked at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and even in the face of fear and death, uh, they believed that their God could save them. But even if he, even if he didn't, they said, we will not bow to your idols. And so that in our world today, that looks like, hey, you know, um, we see the chaos going on around us in different forms, um, and we will stand for truth, we'll stand for godliness. And even if um, it looks like evil might be winning, we know evil's ultimately been defeated. But even if not, we're going to have faith in our God and lead courageously um, in the face of evil, in the face of those things today, which would try to uh, try to distract us, try to um, make us uh, coward back and, and say, I, you know, I just can't, uh, I just won't, um, I, I don't think I can, I, I don't have help. So, you know, all the excuses that we might make to, to be passive, you know, courage is active and, and it's... It's a reliance on um, the strength of God. There was a quote that we talked about that said that that all that is necessary for evil to triumph, and it was by Edmund Burke, is for good men to do nothing. You know, and as as men of God, we want to we want to be courageous. We don't want evil to triumph, and so we must do something. Um, and so we can't tolerate the things we see. We must we must confront them courageously uh, with the power of God at work within our lives. And we see Jesus; um, He's our ultimate example as he as he makes his way to the cross you know we 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 see him taking his disciples into those moments um, which means you know we can't lead courageously in isolation we need community and you and i've talked about this before like we need each other we need other people around us to hold us accountable but also to encourage us to lift us up when we feel beat down um to say come on we got to take another step uh i know it doesn't feel like it i know it seems scary i know it's uh, you don't want to keep going. You don't want to persevere. But we need community, godly people around us to keep us um, encouraged to, so that we can lead with courage. You know, we can't lead. We can't do that in isolation. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, it's such a, it's such a, you know, courage can be defined by so many things in our culture. But when we look at Jesus, when we look at God's word, you know, God tells his followers and those who we would see as leaders and heroes in the scriptures time and again, you know, uh, do not fear, do not be afraid, fear not, um, be courageous. And so that, that shows us that, that we can't follow God truly apart from courage. Uh, we even see the disciples in the early days of the church, you know, they were facing severe persecution and fear and death and danger, but they, they, kept, they kept on because they knew that what um, their faith was in was greater than anything that the world could threaten them with. And so, you know, we have our uh, different different dangers, different things um, in our culture around us, um, but we must, we must step up um, as men, but as all believers, and lead on courageously, uh, lead on courageously in the days um, in which we're living. And we ultimately, we looked back at Joshua, and to be courageous is not to say, you know, I got this, um, but and, and, and that's why I should be courageous, because I'm strong, because I'm smart, uh, because I'm savvy. But ultimately, we can be strong and courageous uh, because the Lord says, um, I'll be with you wherever you go, you know, because we're never alone. Right, right. Because we are never alone, we can be strong and courageous uh, uh, leading on in the world today. Even with the evil, even with the confusion, 
Uh, we're never alone when we're in Christ because his Holy Spirit now resides in us. Right. You know, it's not just uh, he's out there somewhere, but now he's in us. Um, he, he is the hope and glory of, of all that we hope for. And so um, with his power at work within us, uh, we truly can step into any situation and be courageous. Uh, yeah, I hope, I mean, um, I, I could keep going. I'm not, I'm, you know, I could, right. keep, I could keep talking about right. it. Yeah, we said this. I, I, I challenged the men with this statement. You know, I asked them, will you fall away when courage is demanded? We see that happening in the scripture with the disciples. Or will you, will you by faith, step up? Will you step up to courageous leadership? And the presence or lack thereof of courage is dependent um, on what you've ultimately placed your faith in. Um, but even perhaps this is an even better way to say it. It's dependent on who you've placed your faith in. Right. You know, is your faith... And you, in you, or is it in the God who created you and called you and has a plan for you and a purpose right. for your life? Because if it's in Him, if it's sourced by Him and His right. promises and His truth, even when your feelings are contradictory, um, even when that's absent, that that kind of faith will hold you grounded and will give you the courage you need to take the next step, to step up um, and continue to lead. Right. Yeah. And- so it really was a, a challenging a session for all of us, especially as men, um, as God was kind of calling us to a higher plane of right. Christ-likeness, right. Um, because that's what it truly is to be right. courageous, is to be like Christ. He's, he was the, the man of all men, and he's our example, uh, man, woman, child, whoever it is, he, he is our ultimate example. And so, so we look to him um, in the face of evil, in the face of danger, and that that is what uh, gives us the courage to lead on. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Billy. And uh, yeah, our courage comes from and in Him, not from and in ourselves. And through Him, we can be courageous no matter what we face. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that our recap of our 2022 annual men's retreat, as we shared on the topic of lead on and what it means to be a leader in the areas of obedience, humility, and courage. I pray that this truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. When our lives are in the balance, there is a When our hearts seem cold and callous, there is a love. And it's deeper than all the mysteries. And it's greater than our failed histories. And it will prevail, yes, He remembers us. There is a love There is a love There is a love There is a hope for us And when our lives are as they should be
sailor. So through our joys and all our sorrows, with the one who has lived our tomorrows, with his unseen hand to guide and share. Jim Cole, and there is a hope. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM. WBTX.